Oh, good morning and welcome to Adventure Before Dementia. <laughs> on 88.9 Hills Radio FM. Yes, and we're Mike and Anita. We're on until 9 o'clock this morning, so hope you can stay with us for some really adventurous things this morning. Where today we're actually going to look at the south west coast still of Australia. We're finishing off our lap of uh, Western Australia. We've already started right up the top and now we're heading down to uh, the coastline, which they call... Well, they've got a name for it, the uh Let's just call it the coastline. Tall Trees area of... Tall Trees West, area. Western Australia. The coastline, the amazing coastline of Western Australia. So we'll be heading from around Walpole or Warrens, Warrens National Park right over to Cape Arid. What a glorious spot that is. That is. But stay with us and uh, don't forget to check out our website or Facebook site, we should say, Adventure Before Dementia 88.9, which we've splattered a whole lot of fantastic images on there just to whet your appetite of some of the amazing coastline and places you can visit if you go over to Western Australia, like we did in 2009, uh, 11. <laughs> oh. I'm Good getting idea. there. I forgot my glasses too this morning, so I'm completely blind. <laughs> so if you hear things going on weird, which just happened, don't worry about it. A little bit about our trip though. We actually went from a Cape Arid in March of 2011 and we stayed in a couple of camp spots, the Janara Rock Hole and also another beach spot near Thomas River. And then from... March 26, we went on to Esperance. We tried to miss off a lot of the big towns because, well, there's nothing much to see in the big towns. We had an off-road camper too. We wanted to explore those off-road sites. That's right, we did. And then, of course, we went to Stokes Inlet and then Fitzgerald River National Park where we stayed at St Mary's Camp. And then we went on to Shell or Shelley Beach. So it wasn't where we stayed last couple couple episodes ago at Shell Beach. This one's called Shelley Beach. And that was a, a fantastic spot to meet people and catch fishies. Then on to Walpole and then uh, Warren National Park. So, well, shall we play some music and get into the fun stuff? I think we should. All right. Well, let's start off this weekend with a bit of uh, Coldplay, I think. And this song is actually a hymn for the weekend. It's a hymn for the weekend. Okay. Okay. Here's Coldplay. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia on 88.9 Hills Radio, of course. Ah, it's nice and relaxing. Beautiful morning out here in the Adelaide Hills. Stay with us for an action-packed show. Don't you agree? Glorious. It's Glorious. hard not to like Coldplay, really. I know. Who doesn't like Coldplay? Not me. Me neither. <laughs> You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM with Anita and Mike, of course. That's it. And we are travelling along the south coast of WA this morning. Let's go. Okay. Oh. Start the car. Um, starting off around the tall forest areas in Pemberton. Now, Anita. Yes. Throwing to you, what do you remember about Pemberton? Well, I just remember how beautiful it was. So many trees, the big trees. 
particularly after you've, you've, if you've come from South Australia across the Nullarbor, it's so flat and really not much there. And then all of a sudden you, you carve through this big, tall forest area where, you know, the trees can be 100 metres or so high oh. and, you know, massive girth. You've never seen anything like it. It's just, you see, you see a forest, you go, yeah, sure. But this is a forest. Amazing big trees. And you can't see the forest because of the trees because they are so bloody big. And the and the good thing is, is that you can drive through it and it's just it's just breathtaking and amazing. But you can check out some photos on our Adventure Before Dementia 88.9. Facebook page? Facebook page. Oh, okay. And what else can I remember? Let me see. Something yummy. Something mm. very yummy. Oh. <gasps> The Marin. Western Australia is famous for its Marin. Which is freshwater crayfish. Freshwater. Oh, yeah. And uh, I can't remember exactly where it was up at Pemberton. Don't mind me that I interrupt your question that I asked you. It was actually in Pemberton. There's a farm just a out Marin of there. A Marin farm, yes. yes. Oh, so. yes, and they had, um, a, uh, they had a certain marinade they use on there. It was a secret. They wouldn't yep. tell me because I love cooking and I just wanted to know... What was the secret herbs and spices they used on this marin? Because we actually barbecued it, didn't we? So you can either go there for some fine dining oh, yes. to appreciate the marin, or you can get a takeaway. And we got so a takeaway. We got a takeaway. <laughs> went back to the campsite, yeah. grilled it up on the barbie with some secret herbs and spices. <laughs> I think it was more garlic, chilli oil, Salt and, and pepper. Washed down by. I think that's wine. And that we night had as well, didn't we? Of course. Yeah. You, can't, you can't have Marin without wine. But it was a beautiful oh. campsite, this place that we were camped at at Warren National Park. Oh, yes. A place called Drafties. Yep. No no caravans. Uh, big, slippery, steep descent into the, into the campground, right. which was on this just beautiful sort of still river brook. Yep. Come watery number. That's right. And you could go canoeing in there as well mm-hmm. and... Just taking time, it was amazing. So to, peaceful. Yeah, and Just we had part of the world. a whole lot of ducks come up and ruin our breakfast. <laughs> they waddled up, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Uh, feed me <laughs> now, wasn't it? Yeah. That was good. Great that spot. Awesome. Lo- lovely trees. And there was a big barbecue shelter there as well yep. at Drafties. Yeah, and that was brand new because I think they had a fire that mm. went through there a few years back. But back in 2011, it was new. And it, it's a, an amazing spot, mm. amazing spot. Did you know that lots of places in Western Australia end in the words up? <laughs> so there's Manjamup, Kononup, oh. Nanup, and I'll probably pronounce those all wrong. A normal up. According to my good friend Brad, <laughs> and I, have, I had heard of this before, that uh, the words up or any in the, in the words up means meeting place. Oh, so okay. it's an Aboriginal meeting place. Ah. So that's where you get those places that ends in the word up. Uh, but it's actually down, isn't it? No, no, it's up. No, but the spots are down in Western Australia on the south, west, yeah. south. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> and on that note... We'll be back after these words from our sponsors. Hills Radio is now available on your smartphone or tablet. Download our app at hillsradio.com.au or find us on TuneIn. Oh, stress, mate. That's an impressive camper trailer. Where'd you get that? Mate, I bought it from the dirt off-road campers in Mount Barker. 
They specialise in Australian-made premium off-road campers designed to get you there and back in comfort and they're great to deal with too. Who are they, mate? The Dirt Off-Road Campers at 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker. Now that I've given you the dirt, I suggest you get to the dirt yourself. The Dirt Off-Road Campers. Check out the dirt www.4wd.com.au Hills Radio Sponsor. Good morning. It's Hills Radio, 88.9 FM. It is indeed, and you're listening to Mike and Anita on Adventure Before Dementia. And we are in the Western Australia region, which is southwest along the coastline. In the tall forest area. That's right. And we've just visited Warren's National Park. That's it. Before the break, we were talking in the region around Pemberton. Now, quite an interesting feature about the area is that in the 30s and 40s they created these fire towers out of these massive kari trees so big tall trees 100 meters high they created these if you like a spiral staircase that was able to get the rangers up to the top to Uh be able to spot the fires yes so it's quite unique you can still climb these towers at your own risk of course if you can stand it because they're really high you just think, um, oh, I can do that. Easy peasy. They've got a few spikes yep. in the tree. or yep. spiral or, staircase. That's right. But it's not a staircase. It's just Pegs. wire. Yeah, yep. wire. Steel. And you've got to climb that. And you actually can't just climb it. You have to do it with your hands and feet. Yep. And it's a bit of a bit of a tasking your oh. little muscles in your legs, your little calves. Needless to say, neither of us did it. <laughs> We did the uh, photo prop at the start that's where it right. shows you grabbing onto the rails and peering upwards. And, uh, anyway, that's our little secret. <laughs> so these fire lookouts were constructed in three national parks in the area, the Gloucester, Warren and Diamond National Parks. Uh, things to do in the area, oh. Anita alluded to earlier, is the Kari Forest Explorer Drive. Yes. So it starts just outside Pemberton uh, and winds through the forest. And there's plenty of spots where you can stop out along the way for a picnic in this beautiful oh, forest area. Yes, lots of spots. And uh, lots lots to do, beautiful uh, caravan parks. There was even that, do you remember that off-road bike track that we went to there? Oh, yeah, that's right, mountain bikes. So we uh, foolishly took these mountain bikes around Australia <laughs> with us. I think we rode them about three times in <laughs> its entirety, but once at the Pemberton Off-Road Circuit. That's so. right. We didn't actually have the stig with us. We had the stick. <laughs> <laughs> we were Private joke. Riding the bikes around. Uh, I think we only sort of, that was the last place we rode the bike and then yeah. that was it. Yeah. We lugged them the rest of the way around Australia. They would be Australia's best travelled bikes without travelling, if you know what I mean. Needless to say, if you do go around Australia and if you're not really a bikey person, don't don't even bother lugging stuff around like that. Or or just start early. Get into the habit of riding the bike every day and then by the time you're a couple of weeks in you're you know, it's just part of what you do. Yeah. Or you can hire them a lot of places now, can't you? Yeah. Or you just walk. (laughs) That's it. Or get in the car, whatever. Cool. So after there, we actually head to, is it Walpole? Walpole. Walpole. Sounds a bit like Tadpole. Walpole, isn't it? I didn't really think there was going to be much in Walpole. Uh, There was uh, not much written up about it in some of these books. But when we got there, it ended up being one of our favourite little spots to go to, wasn't it? We actually stayed in one of the caravan parks there. Right on the beach. Yep. 
and there was uh, we were sort of down on the peninsula there where you had a beautiful little walk around the peninsula and you actually I think you had fresh water on one side and salt on the other wasn't it yep so a little bit tainted as in by the trees a bit brown but it was tea tree sort of lovely spot yes now this is still a tall tree area of the southwest coast uh, there is a place there called, is it the Valley of the Giants? Yes. Okay, so it's got these old growth forests, uh, which they call giant tingle and curry. Ah. And it's not the curry that you eat, it's curry. Curry, curry trees, yes. And you can actually do the walk up on the swing bridge through the trees, mm-hmm. which I've got a shot on Facebook, or... You can walk amongst the trees lower down, which is quite amazing. There's a shot of Mike next to one of these trees and he's like, eh, And yes, they are taller. (laughs) I know I am tall, but they are taller. You can't even hug it because it's that big. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You need a chain of people. That's right. Anyway, Walpole is a great little spot. We, uh, the caravan park we stayed, they had a, uh, a lot of really nice people there and you stay under the trees. Mm, you're camping under the canopy of trees. Yeah, beautiful is... spot there. We had lots of kookaburras come up and uh, birds and one morning they actually had a pancake morning. That's it. And that was inundated with people but that's, that's a good way to meet people and chat yeah, to them. Yeah, because you do things. have to chat to a lot of people to get your second pancake. <laughs> There is a massive queue by then. It doesn't the, really matter. The trick is to go early, go hard, go early, um, get at the front of the queue, and then, yeah, then you just have to get in the queue. But Please, sir, can I have some more? Yeah, have some uh, pancakes and maple syrup first thing in the morning. Yep. Charge you up with energy. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. So, uh, Walpole, beautiful place to be. Yep. A good spot to stop. Um, base yourself and go out from there to the uh, national parks. That was the other thing. We did take a drive right up to Mount Franklin. Is that Mount Franklin? Yes. Um, I have a look out there. That was quite nice. They were just re. That's right. They were just rebuilding it because they did just have a fire go through there. But that was another great spot to go to. Heading further east, what was another place of uh, that's sort of really stuck in your mind? Well, probably the West Cape Howe National Park. How? How? We stayed there for a night or two, didn't we? You're telling the story. <laughs> it's not. Uh... Shelley Beach. Oh, Shelley Beach, yeah. So, so we actually went down to Denmark, had a quick look there, and went down to Albany, which is on the other side, had a quick look there, but we didn't want to spend too much time there. It was there. pretty windy there from memory. It was, but yeah. you actually had to drive down to Shelley Beach. It was a steep drive, and it was this tiny little cutout in mm. the hills. Yeah, we sort of dropped down to the, yeah, to the beach. Yeah, that's right, and there were lots of people crammed in this little yep. spot. And because they had tents and a few people that got their had caravans and were already set up there for quite a while, um, we just camped right on the edge. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then wind. I, I mean, you can sustain, I suppose, uh, rain and hot sun and, and those sort of things, but wind does make, you know, if it's blowing yeah. a gale, just ruins your time in the bush, it really. It does. That's the worst some degree. thing I don't really like is wind. <laughs> is that after lunch? Yeah, or? Yes. <laughs> what about Bremer Bay? What do you remember about Bremer Bay? Well, Bremer Bay is a bit further on. We actually got there through the back way, through Fitzgerald River. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we might 
take a bit of a break before we get on to Fitzgerald River National Park and Bremer Bay because that's completely different again. And uh, let's see. What shall we have this time around? A bit of Yothu Yindi, do you think? Yothu. And you got the, a lisp. the world is turning. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia on 88.9 FM Hills Radio with Anita and Mike until 9 o'clock. Yes, you're back here with Anita and Mike with uh, Adventure Before Dementia on 88.9 FM Hills Radio. We are talking about the southwest coast of... WA. WA. And oh, just back up there you heard uh, Yothu Indy with The World's Turning, Upside Down. Pretty good song that one, isn't it? <laughs> Hard not to sing along to. No, no. <laughs> Even if you just, can't sing very well. <laughs> just speak for yourself. <laughs> Just before the break, we were talking about the beautiful area of Bremer Bay. Now, what do you remember about Bremer Bay? It was very small and quaint, and we actually took the back way there from Fitzgerald River. We drove through the National Park. Fitzgerald River National Park? Yep. Rather than going back out and up to the blacktop and coming back down again, we just went straight along the coast, along the dirt road, and headed through to Bremer Bay from there, thinking it was going to be easy, but it was a bit lumpy. Did you know that Bremer Bay is a fine area for scuba diving? They have fine cold water driving... Diving? Driving. <laughs> have you got your glasses on? I think on? I need my glasses too. <laughs> that are rich in marine life. Oh, uh, yes, a bit like further up on the west coast. But the Fitzgerald National Park was quite a... Quite a unique spot as well. You've got to drive quite a way off on unsealed roads to get down to the beautiful campsites there on the coast. Yes, and it's uh, it's actually an area of world a biosphere location for its botanical diversity. And it's quite amazing some of the plants and things around there. And and while we were walking around Fitzgerald River, which is it was quite a weird little spot. Mm. Wasn't it? It was very well, just because it was so far off. The water the was very high in salt content because it hadn't been um, uh, high tide for quite a while. Mm. So it dried out quite a lot. And I remember we were driving around the river, but it was quite salty, and you could smell it in the air because it was hot and salty. <laughs> the campsites all around there are tucked into the bushes just to protect yourself from the the wind that. Yes. It uh, bellows off the ocean there. That's right, and that was all new too when we got there. And um, Nice little shelters, drop dunnies. Yeah. Other things. And that was a great spot again to make a, a central point and drive out around. And the, they had quite interesting plants in there too. They were these weird looking, they looked like something from another planet. They started off green and, and ended up yellow and the leaves were quite massive and they came out. Yeah, I should probably find out what they were called, but it was unusual. You had to stop and look at them and take a photo. Most people do. So, yep. And again, lots of walks along the yep, you beach. You can drive along the beach there too, as long as you've got a four-wheel drive. Yep. Um, and, yeah, just an interesting place to explore. And between July and October, you can watch the whales float past oh, as well. That's right. If you've got a keen eye, they don't convoy down past the coastline or anything. But uh, just while you're soaking up the beauty of the area, peering out into the to the ocean, you might actually spot a whale or two. Yes. Which is, uh, always pretty cool. Yep, very cool. 
<laughs> what about aspirants? Well, we didn't stay long there, and all I remember, it was, like, uh, very windy. But you forgot about Stokes. Oh, yeah. Stokes Inlet. Well, you can talk about that if you like. That was another spot we stayed again. Uh, at, at Stokes this National Park? St yep. It was uh, not as large as Fitzgerald River National Park, but it was a great little spot to base yourself and, and just uh, spend time driving around and having a look at uh, uh, the other campgrounds. We had a beautiful campsite there. It was Again, it was tucked into the, into the scrub uh, with a view across the water. Oh. And it was beautiful, beautifully sunny days there. We had the solar panels cranked out. Yep. Uh, just beautiful. It was. That was a really good spot all along the coast there and the campgrounds. I think also we were a bit sport because most of them were new, newly rebuilt because of the fires, but it was still good. And that most of them were hosted by camp hosts as well. So you can pry a bit of information out of them for uh, things to go and see and do. And also they tell you, if you sort of say, we want a really nice camping spot, They'll give you their opinion on their favourite camping spots. <laughs> some of them are a little bit power hungry, though. I mean, give someone a little bit of power, it goes to their head, and you know, you well, must do what I say. They and are only volunteers, so yeah, there's anyway. nothing wrong with being a volunteer. Nothing at all. We are volunteers. Yes, we are. Excellent. And you do what we say, or else. <laughs> oh dear, the power's gone to my head as well. <laughs> well, we might go to another song, a bit of Eskimo Joe with some black fingernails and red wine and then we'll come back and talk about oh amazing spot Glorious. my favorite spots along the west coast cape Ar and some black fingernails and red wine i don't really understand how you can have black fingernails anyway don't look maybe, into <laughs> maybe you're a woodworking expert but you're not much of an expert and you keep smashing your fingernails with a hammer and then you've got Black fingernails. I was thinking more dirt, which you get when you're out camping. Maybe you drink the wine, <laughs> you get a little bit, you know, losing control of your hands, and then you smash your fingernails with a hammer. And get the... <laughs> anyway, who cares? Oh, you're listening to Anita and Mike here on 88.9 FM Hills Radio, Adventure Before Dementia until 9 o'clock this morning. And just wanted to do a bit of a shout-out to everyone listening, live streaming this morning. If you can't, if you're not in the Adelaide Hills area, a bit like Janine, who's in Victoria, who just messaged us on Facebook. So, g'day everyone listening. Hello, Janine. And if you want... Thanks for listening. Yeah, say g'day on our Facebook page or live streamers. It's all, all quite easy, isn't yes. it? It's just early in the morning. Yes, we are talking about the south coast of Western Australia this morning and our journey has taken us to the beautiful area of Esperance oh. now. Esperance is a quite a busy little town, and and it's all good good and well to go there for supplies and everything. But the best of the area <laughs> is at a little place called, and these are, are often national parks. Areas of beauty where they blend recreation with conservation. So unlike the local caravan park where they pretty much shoehorn you into your little plot, the national park they don't want. Too many people to go there, so they limit the campgrounds to a specific number of sites, generally yeah. sort of 10 to 12, so you can actually appreciate what you come to a national park for. That yeah. is to admire the scenery, the wildlife, without too many people coming along to scare them away. Yes. Anyway, uh, just out of Esperance is a beautiful little place called Cape Le Grand National Park. Oh, yes. Lovely. Now, there are two camp, well, two 
sort of main campgrounds in the National Park there. There is Cape Le Grand, which is the piece de resistance. Again, it's just uh, 10 little campsites or so tucked into the bush. And then there's Lucky Bay, which is this car park-like caravan-style car oh, park. that's right. A little bit further down. So if you're looking for the ultimate escape... Uh, Cape Le Grand is the place to go and Lucky Bay is... Although I read recently they're um, building a new campground. Oh, uh, wow. A bit more tucked into the bush type arrangement up at nice. Lucky Bay. So they've obviously... Might have to go and visit. <laughs> mm, taking a that was another good thing. I think we were sitting there uh, as we were driving around Lucky Bay to have a look. We were actually in the nice campground. Uh, we got the last spot there, I think it was. It was yep. pretty squeegeed ourselves in there. There was kangaroos jumping around the beach. Yep. And as people were walking along, the little kangaroos would come out and just say, oh, hello, how are you? <laughs> and uh, But one awful thing was while we were there, which I really do like, it was March fly season. And as we would go for a walk along the beach, you're just constantly getting yeah, attacked. <laughs> And it was not very peaceful. So we tried to go just before sunrise because the March flies, they come out with the heat of the sun. And uh, it was quite a lovely walk along the beach there. It was an amazing beach at Cape Le Grand. If you can imagine, the water is just tur- sparkling turquoise and the sand is white. They call it blue-green. Blue-green, turquoise. Yeah, beautiful. Um, and I have got a picture on our Facebook page, Adventure Before Dementia 88.9. If you want to be, if you think, oh, no way. It was the best beach we had ever seen. Until we kept cruising around Western <laughs> Australia <laughs> and then we declared that Western Australia just does oh, have the best beaches. The water is just, I don't know whether it comes down from the Bahamas or whatever, <laughs> but the water is just Bahamas. beautiful. Oh, dear. It is. But then we did, once we crossed the Nullarbor, we went straight off uh, into the bush, the National Park, because we thought, let's get off this black top, it's driving us up the wall. And we went down to Cape Arid. Yes, we went down a track, um, an unsealed track south of Belladonia called, funnily enough, the Belladonia Track. Oh, yeah. And it was a little bit... uh, Well, look, that's what you go off-road camping for, isn't it? To weave through dodgy back roads. Oh, and the Banksias, they were massive. And, of course, they don't just... They're not like a little twig scraping along the side of your car. They scrape along the side of your car. If you go a little bit quicker, then you only hear it for (laughs) a slightly shorter amount of time. (laughs) Yes, but we did make it all the way down. It's actually quite a long way from the blacktop down to Cape Arid. And we did sort of think, well, let's go to over to Israelite Bay because friends of ours did that and we thought, mm, let's go have a look. But we, of course, had a bigger off-road. We had a slightly hybrid. larger yeah, yeah. hybrid van and um, it was single lane passage all the way down there along the sandy tracks by the time you get down there. And we were just a little bit fearful of... Of striking someone coming the opposite direction. It was the first time we headed off off road after being along the bitumen for so long. We thought, nah, nah, yeah. let's leave that to next time. But yeah. Cape Arid was pretty amazing. Now, Cape Arid again has got, at the time, a beautiful little circuit campground tucked into the bush at the top. Uh, beautiful covered barbecue area with views just across the bay. Just a glorious spot to be. Where down the bottom of the flat, if you like, is the campground en masse. 
<laughs> so that's where, if you don't get into the top ca- campground, you just get to mix it with everyone else, sort of protected behind the sand dune there. But yeah. up the top, a little bit breezy, but uh, just spectacular spot. <coughs> it was quite an amazing campground. Hmm. Well, actually, the look... Uh, you have to drive around and have a walk around, but the beach, there was a bit of a boardwalk to walk down to the beach and then you had to walk around the corner and you found this little rock pool with these amazing rock formations and the turquoise water. And Again, I've got another picture up on Facebook. It's just like everywhere you looked and turned postcards, you just had to take photos and we actually found one of those amazing shells on the beach. Um, which are very rare, but as we travelled, it it broke. (laughs) But look, we'll take just a quick break um, and uh, have a few messages from our sponsors. That is... That is a good song. Ah, Chris Connell with uh, You Know My Name, and that's, of course, from the James Bond film Casino Royale. And unfortunately, this week, Chris took his life, which is a great shame. Big loss. It is indeed. And uh, moving on, we thought we'd just have a quick look at the outback roads for South Australia. Now, you can check this out yourself on the website dpti.sa.gov.au forward slash outback roads. Now, most of the outback roads are open, subject to warnings at the moment. It's just the Cordillo Downs Road is closed and the Birdsville Back Road that always seems to be closed, that little one. Um, And looking further west at the moment, we are, of course, uh, talking about Western Australia this morning on Adventure Before Dementia. There's a great little page on Facebook called the Canning Stock Route. And if ever you have the great dream, like us, to travel this uh, (laughs) iconic route, uh, there is great information on there. And at the moment, they are under a bit of of water uh, between some of the worlds. Amazing. There are some great images there. So check that out on Facebook. So that is the Canning Stock Route. Also on Facebook, a good little site is Adventure Before (laughs) Dementia, 88.9. And there's lots of photos on there of uh, the whole West Coast that we've been talking about the past month, I think we have been. Mm -hmm. Um, All to whet your appetite to get out there and see Australia because that's what Australia's best known for. And you do actually see the world in Australia. You don't need to go and fly and spend exorbitant amounts on airplane tickets. Oh, you can spend exorbitant amounts of money here, right here in Australia. <laughs> yes. On your favourite outdoor products <laughs> and right. uh, and then actually using them out in the field. That's right. Now, we have been working from this morning the a great little book from our mates at HEMA called Western Australia Caravan and Camper Trailer 50 Best Road Trips. And, of course, some of these are off-road trips as well. You can get that from your local four-wheel drive or camper trailer store or all the good ones anyway. Yep, and uh, it's also good to make sure you do do a lot of research and, and do take paper maps that not only have your electronic GPSs yep. or on your phone or iPads or whatever, which the HEMA map app is great for that too because they've got a few different ones. But you've got to have your paper on standby in case you... Have an app disaster. Have <laughs> a phone disaster. I'm sure there's a joke about that, but I can't think of it at the moment. When you flush your 
going down the toilet or something like that. It doesn't hurt as well just to ring some of the tourist operators in the area. For example, if you're going up the Simpson, ring uh, the Mount Dare, Mount, Mount Dare Hotel, find out what the, what the road conditions are like. Um, and across the desert. And, of course, it sort of pays to do this uh, before the day before <laughs> that you go um, so that you can work out how you're going to fill time if there's some if there's road closures. And, of course, road oh. closures can happen at any time. Oh, that's right. Um, it doesn't take much for these roads to, to close down after rain. That's right. It's mostly um, the rain, isn't it? Because yep. it can just flood through. That's right. And if you if they have tourists roaring up and down on these roads when they're a bit wet, it tends to sort of cut them up a bit yep. and the local people, funnily enough, don't like it that much. Well, that's pretty much it for the show this week, Adventure Before Dementia with Anita and Mike. Next week, we've got a pretty good show next week, something you really don't want to miss. Aren't they all good? This one's a ripper. We're going to be talking about campfire cooking. Campfire cooking? That's right. With samples? Um, I I think so. Maybe we won't set up a campfire here in the studio, but we'll have a few samples. (laughs) We'll talk about a few recipes, you know, the favourite on the campfire, a few items, instruments you cook on with the fire. on the. Can I bring my tuba? What do you call it? (laughs) Not those sort of instruments. What you cook... With on the fire. Implements. Implements. And one outstanding implement that you can use, you don't actually use it on the campfire, it is the Dream Pot, which has been around for over 30 years. We're going to speak to the inventors of that product. The inventors. And that'll be about 8.30 next week. So make sure you tune in for that. Fantastic. Oh, well, thanks for joining us this week. Stay around for the boys from Bricks and Mortar. And we'll catch you next week. See you later. Have a good weekend. 88.